Kyle Larson put on one hell of a show last night at Tyler County. We'll talk about that, plus point out some of the other racing to come this weekend, and another track promoter provides insight and some complaints about the streaming model. Let's go. It's Friday, September 30th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. If you didn't watch the Hillbilly 100 last night from Tyler County for the Lucas Olay Model Dirt Series, I would definitely recommend going back and checking that one out today. The results sheet says Kyle uh, led all 100 laps to score his second career series win, but it was an absolute masterclass of a performance. He started outside front row and spent uh, the entire race trying to keep his competition at bay through lap traffic. Uh, that traffic came into play on something like lap six. I mean, they started the race and they were in it. Uh, and they were in it early and often. Larson had Brandon Shepard right on him for most of the laps, uh, with guys like Garrett Alberson also in the mix. And there were many times where the Rocket House car was even with, or maybe even slightly ahead of the Runley six, but Larson kept battling. It's one of the skills that I think Larson is able to easily take from car type to car type, it's that ability to work through traffic. It's a nice mix of his aggressive moves and good decision-making, and he needed all of it last night to earn the victory. Afterwards, uh, in victory lane, uh, he, Larson, admitted that guys behind him were probably even a little bit faster, but obviously that racecraft that he have, uh, has was just enough to keep them at bay. Shepard and Alberson ended up second and third. In that Lucas points battle, Shepard did make up 20 points on McCready, but the gap is still 160. And that feels more and more like it's going to be too big to overcome with just a few nights left. And hat tip to Josh Richards last night. He started 10th, ended up 5th. It was the first time we'd seen Richards in the top 5 in a national touring late model race since Sharon Speedway with the Outlaws in May. Hopefully this means that Boom Briggs' own team is headed in the right direction and that Josh is feeling better after those injuries he suffered earlier in the year. So no racing for Lucas tonight as that show at Raceway 7 was canceled. They are scheduled to go to Pennsylvania on Saturday for the Pittsburgher. Keep an eye on that forecast, though. Remnants uh, from Hurricane Ian will affect a lot of the eastern United States over the next few days, uh, and that one could be at risk. Also in action last night were the ASC Sprint Cars for the first of three nights at I-30 Speedway. The Short Track Nationals actually start tonight officially. But last night's ASCS uh, Mid-South Region show still drew what will probably be the entire field of cars. Last night, they had more than 70 guys checked in. The feature was dominated by Aaron Reitzel, who battled early on with Wayne Johnson, but got away at the end. Sam Haverteam Jr. and Jordan Mallett joined him on the podium. Tonight's show will feature twin main events with the top two finishers in each transferring into Saturday's main event that pays $15,000 to win. Remember, this is the final race weekend ever at I-30 with the facility set to be sold to Copart. If you can't be there, you can watch live over on Flow Racing. A lot of the racing uh, in the East has already been canceled or lost for the weekend, but we still have plenty of other things to check out. I think we're good to go for tonight at Williams Grove for the National Open opener, uh, but I think Saturday's big show is probably in pretty serious jeopardy. The Outlaws Championship battle is down to Brad Sweet and David Gravel, and this would normally be a weekend where someone like Gravel could have made up ground on Sweet. But with what we've seen from the Big Cat recently, I don't think that's a given here. Central PA was always a tough place for Sweet, especially Williams Grove, but we can't say that. The Napa 49 was in victory lane at the most recent stop at the Grove, with Sweet leading the final three laps and outdueling Danny Dietrich, Sheldon Hoddenshield, and Donnie Schatz. We know Gravel can get around the Grove just fine, but this could actually be a weekend where Sweet could add to his points lead and really start to put this thing away. 
Other recent outlaw winners at the Grove include Lance DeWeese, Brent Marks, and Carson Macedo. All three of those guys could be solid win picks tonight. I also think there's a decent chance we see Kyle Larson. Tyler County is about four and a half hours away from Williams Grove, and Larson isn't needed at Talladega until tomorrow. And I've seen some stuff online that maybe he's going to be there, maybe he isn't. We'll have to wait and see on that one. And we are still watching that 15 race top 10 streak for Jacob Allen. And there's a good chance it gets extended tonight. Allen was ninth in the previous race at the Grove back in July. You can watch the Outlaw Weekend live on Dervision. Here's to hoping they get that Saturday race in. And the USAC National Sprint Cars have two races this weekend. They've got the Friday night show uh, that was at Terre Haute, now moved over to Kokomo. And then they've got Lawrenceburg on tap for Saturday. Brady Bacon is still trying to close the gap to Justin Grant for the championship, but neither driver seems to have a big advantage tonight at Kokomo. Bacon has a better average finish over the last few years there, but Grant did pick up a prelim night win during SmackDown not that long ago. As for Lawrenceburg, the average finish edge goes to Bacon, and we've seen the Macho Man win twice there over the past five races. He's going to need some of these good finishes to start stacking up if he's really going to run down JG. Also, I would not forget about Kevin Thomas Jr. this weekend. Three wins in the past six races means he's got a lot of confidence in that team and that car right now. But both USAC Knights will be live over on Flow. Elsewhere around the country, we've got Power Eye Midgets at Sweet Springs. The Sprint Car Challenge Tour is at Silver Dollar if you're a California fan. And the Comp Cam's late models are at Greenville for the Gumbo National. So a lot of stuff going on. Plenty of action to check out. Drop me a comment. Let me know where you're headed, what you'll be watching, and maybe some win picks for the weekend. Before we close out today, I want to point you to a video that got shared in the comments on yesterday's show from John. In it, Paris Auto Speedway announcer Scott Delosio interviews track promoter Dan Kazarian. And there are some interesting things to take away from that one. Paris is currently in a fight against a construction project that they feel will harm the fairgrounds, so Kazarian has been out in the public a lot lately. And if you want more details on that construction project, go find my daily show from September 6th. We ran through everything with the dam and what they're working on and what everybody's upset about. In this interview, though, they talk about the construction, but also about streaming and promoting issues, which obviously was of interest to me, especially with all the things we've talked about lately and heard about lately from promoters. At this moment in time, I do not envy Flow Racing and Michael Rigsby in any way, shape or form, because it seems like they are the ones top of mind and easy to blame for any of the issues that tracks are facing right now. Kazarian is asked about streaming around the four minute 30 mark in the interview. And he wastes no time saying he isn't a fan of flow. It's like literally this first sentence. He says their front gate revenue is down 37% this season and seems to be insinuating that streaming is to blame. He then, though, goes on to say that with gas prices above $6 a gallon in California, that people aren't going to come to the track. So on one hand, he's mad at streaming, but then blames gas prices. I don't know if he knows this or not, but flow does not set the gas prices. He does reveal that Flo pays him $1,000 a night, which we then find out is good for about 33 tickets. That's right in line with what I've heard from other people about the Flo deal. And then later, Delosio mentions they guess that two to 300 people a night are staying home to watch the races on streaming versus come to the tracks. And that number is based on text messages that he gets from people that want shout outs during the broadcasts. Kazarian then says uh, that following the Oval Nationals, something needs to change. Either there's some sort of revenue share with Flow Racing and USAC, or it all needs to go away. I'm curious after hearing them talk what the expectation is for the revenue share. If $1,000 is 30, uh, 33 tickets, that's 30 bucks a ticket. Are they thinking that the streaming services should pay them $30 times the 300 they are guessing are staying home? That's $9,000. And should it really be on the streamers to make the tracks whole for losses they have at the front gates? 
Uh, it's an interesting thought experiment to go deep on this issue and really think about the revenue pie, what the model is or could be, and who exactly owns the racing. Does the series own the racing? Does the track own the racing? Who, who, has, who should have the streaming rights here? And we can also throw the racers in here because there have been no lack of complaints from their side, especially at the highest levels, for wanting more money as well and a bigger piece of the pie. Higher paying races, more tow money, more guarantees. And there's clearly no right answer here as we've seen these same problems exist across sports. Labor stoppages and lockouts and renegotiations based on TV contracts, labor unions, all this stuff. And NASCAR is about to go through all of this with their charter holders as they work on a new TV deal for the future. I'm guessing when PRI uh, rolls around in December, there could be a lot of heated conversations behind closed doors about a lot of these deals and what it means for the future. We'll then start to find out who really has the power in these cases and who can exert uh, change and, and influence and try to get something done or not get something done. Uh, if you're curious to watch that video, I'll put a link to it in the video description below if you would like to watch it for yourself. As you might expect, uh, the streaming schedule is pl uh, plenty busy over the next few days. If your uh, track or event gets rained out, there will be plenty of other shows to watch uh, over the weekend. You can see that full daily streaming schedule over at dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. Everything you need to know, the racetrack, uh, what divisions are racing, what streaming services it on, and of course, links to watch. That's it for the show today. Enjoy the Dirt Racing Weekend. Please hit that like button and subscribe to the show if you don't already. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be back on Monday for more Dirt Tracker Daily. 